welcome to episode 141 of the Customer Support Leaders Podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. This week, we're talking about diversity and inclusion, so stay tuned for five leaders talking about that very topic. I would like to welcome to the podcast today, Ian Jordan. Ian, it's your first outing on the Customer Support Leaders Podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? It is. Thanks for for having me, Charlotte. Yeah, like uh, like Charlotte mentioned, my name is Ian Jordan. I'm our uh, director of global support implementation and education here at Huddle, based out of Lincoln, Nebraska. That's awesome. Lovely to have you. And this week, you've come to talk about how you fostered uh, di- increased diversity and inclusion in your hiring process into support. Right. 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 Yeah. Back in. Um, November of 2017, I stepped into a role where I started managing our, our support team. And at that time, we uh, uh, we opened up a couple of leadership roles and saw a very, very small percentage of, of women actually apply for roles, which kind of kickstarted the conversation of how can we take the next steps to improve this? Um, so really diving, diving in, we found that um, our department was roughly 70% men, 30% women, which was a direct reflection of our, of our hiring pipeline at the time. So we were hiring based on what we were recruiting at our hiring pipeline, which, which told us if we want to fix this long term, we have to start at the foundation and, and make sure that we're recruiting the right candidates and making sure that, that this is a role that is, is welcome to everyone. So working in tandem with our, our talent team um, and, and working closely with leaders on our team, we developed a plan to uh, Look at look at our job posting. Remove male dominant words. Um, adjust the tone to, to be more welcoming, um, and really make a concerted effort when we go out and recruit to make sure that we're we, we're reflecting where we want to be as as a department. We're sending women out. We're sending men and women out. Right, making sure that um, we're, we're we're taking those pointed steps to to get to where we want to be. If you fast forward, we knew it was going to be a long process. It's not going to be something that changes overnight. Uh, but if you fast forward um, over the course of the next three, six, 12 months, we slowly like started to see um, our, our pipeline shift. We started to see uh, a year after we had started all these efforts, more, more women were actually applying for our support specialist role, uh, which then turned into continue to fast forward. We now have, um, when I stepped into the role managing our team, we were a leadership team of seven uh, with, with one, one female on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time I moved out of that role, uh, it was a 50-50 split, uh, which is great. We've got w- more women on our team applying for leadership roles within the tech aspect on our team, more more women applying for leadership roles uh, when it comes to man- management as well. So very proud of, of the work that we did. It's, it's not the be-all, end-all. We're still working through um, how we can continue this moving forward, but mm-hmm. it, it, it definitely taught us a lot of lessons uh, in terms of what it takes to, to bring in diversity inclusion uh, into the workspace. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. It's um, and it's a significant shift as well, although mm-hmm. not a quick fix, as you said. I mean, you start seeing results six to twelve months down the line, uh, actually bear right, fruit. Right. And interesting, interestingly, you said that what you were hiring was a direct reflection of your pipeline at the time. So mm-hmm. it seems like, as you said, that's like really the obvious fix. What what do what do you think would help if you're the people you're hiring aren't necessarily a direct reflection of your pipeline. That's a great question. Um, I would say if if you if your hiring doesn't reflect your pipeline, uh, it's important to analyze 
why that why that is. Every there's not going to be a consistent answer for for why across every individual team. Um, but I would work closely with the talent squad to see uh, where where there might be gaps. Get them involved in your your application review process, your interview process. Help them um, or, or utilize them to help guide you in, in how you can continue to make improvements so that you are hiring based on a reflection of, of the hiring pipeline. And again, recruiting the right candidates into your organization. I know mm-hmm. we've leveraged our, our talent team uh, heavily in, in this process. Um, they're the experts and, and we're here to, to utilize their expertise to help guide us along the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You have to you have to get everyone on the same page, don't you? Uh, and, and leverage absolutely. their skills, yep. skills and contacts. And uh, yeah, it, it's definitely all in on on improving the pipeline because because actually you can do one or two things, and you can change the mix, like in terms mm-hmm. of gender or ethnicity or any number of other factors that you want to. Um, diversify uh in that pipeline and yet um it needs quite a lot of work to have a significant effect i think i mean it's it seems to me in my experience you can let's ju- just say for simplicity's sake right now focusing on gender in the pipeline mm-hmm. as as something among many things that you'd like to improve you can um target you know women's I mean, does do such a thing as like women's colleges exist anymore in the US? I don't know. I, I, they don't really hear, but there are definitely colleges that have been historically, you know, female heavy. They, they used to be women's only colleges and they still, they still have a high percentage of, of women scholars. So I guess if you're hiring at that level, that's an obvious. So hiring in the places where there is a, a more heavy weighting towards the di- right. The diversity you're trying to bring to the pipeline so for instance gender going to those types of colleges or whatever it is um using the right job boards those kind those kind of things i guess that's probably a simpler example right (laughs) yeah no you're you're right and we're we're lucky enough based out of lincoln nebraska we're a few blocks away from a major university uh that's got 20 to thirty thousand um at the time when i was in school undergraduate students there i'm sure it's more now Uh, but one of the things that we did look at was targeting uh, specific colleges within that university. So um, the School of Hospitality, Restaurant, Tourism and Management was one uh, that historically has had more women in that school of study. Uh, same with like department, or not the Department of Education, but like educators, right? Um, uh, we, we've seen a lot of success of people coming out of, uh, uh, like people studying to be teachers, uh, right? Come into our organization that do really well in support, right? Because they're they're obviously they're not teaching students, they're teaching users. So we definitely mm-hmm. try to to target those colleges as well. Um, not only like getting involved in career fairs, but going and presenting uh, at their classes, uh, getting involved with different professors, and making sure that we're our name is being heard. More specifically, that our department and getting our name out there and trying to make sure that our our our, our company is not just uh, male sports dominated. Uh, industry it's yeah. something that that can welcome everyone in i th- i think that's a really interesting idea is targeting let's say industries or or schools that are predominantly in this case predominantly female right that might tra- might traditionally i mean the type of people that would go let's say into an educator's course probably is more heavily female weighted than male mm-hmm. i would say on average but actually almost 
taking them away from their <laughs> their intended <laughs> career and siphoning them off into which is as you said it's a really it's a really great match for the same skills but isn't necessarily the career that they envisaged when they went into that educator's course right exactly exactly and we've got i'm sure a lot of other teams have this too we've got a, a number of different dynamic backgrounds uh, where people start from our team simply because we we pull a lot of uh, very talented people right from the university down the street so we're we're lucky in that sense yeah yeah and, and support is su- there's such a transferable set of skills that you can bring from lots of other industries into support so i really like what you said particularly about yeah. mentioning the team not just the organization these are people who you want to be in support not necessarily although yeah. you want them to work just work for huddle yeah there's a there's a great book that our team read called the ideal team player by patrick lencioni that that highlights that we built our hiring model off of in like conjunction with all this that really focuses on hiring people that are humble, um, that are driven, and that display uh, emotional intelligence. We found success in hiring for those three skill sets because uh, on the technical aspect, you can layer all the knowledge that you want on top of those if they if they tend to have those three uh, three skill sets. Um, it tends to like roll up into a really high functioning, high performing team as well when you hire people with those three three skills. That's it for today. Go to customersupportleaders.com forward slash 141 for the show notes and I'll see you next time.